0: Hi, my name is Sean Keyes and you're listening to You, Me and BPD and uh, this week we have uh, a person who has BPD, which I love because uh, it's always great to get people to have BPD on. Avril, how are you?
1: Good,
2: good. And yourself?
0: I'm good, thankfully, yeah. Um, I had a good day today, to be honest. Um, So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, um, well, Irish, obviously, born and bred and um, I... I suppose with the mental health part of it I struggled with it from a very young age from about 11 years old mm-hmm. Um, I would have had like signs of like self harm and um, eating disorder and stuff at that age and then as a teenager I would have struggled with my anger and stuff like that and again with self harm and suicidal tendencies and then depression, and anxiety got really, really bad when I was in New Zealand and so did my eating disorder and um, pretty much my family begged me to come home.
0: Were you, were and you, how old were you when you went to New Zealand?
2: I was 20 when I went
1: to New Zealand. Okay, okay.
0: So your mental yeah. health, it started in around 11, you noticed it in and around 11 years of age?
1: Yeah, 100%, yeah.
0: And um, as a child, were you hypersensitive?
2: Uh, yeah like I even remember turning to my mum when I was about 12 and saying to her and it's just a funny age because especially as a female yeah. you know hormones is yeah, what yeah, it gets yeah. put down yeah. to and um, they I remember turning to her and I remember it so clearly in the car and saying I feel like I can cry really easily all the time recently and obviously it was just put down to hormones okay. and um you know, uh, yeah, like, I remember feeling, like, really emotional, and even thinking back, like, okay, I know that there's people who cry in movies and stuff, but even as a child, I was bawling crying at Lord of the Rings, like, my I remember, like, my parents looking over and have a little giggle at me, like, Harry Potter, I was bawling crying, like, just really, like, empathetic, like, I can always, like, Sense nearly not sense, but you know, like really feel the emotion that's happening in the film or whatever. cried and find a an Nemo, like that's how bad I am, you know. So, like, uh, it's
0: a <laughs> uh, Nemo is sad. I mean, <laughs> he loses his son, seven
2: year old bawling and <laughs> crying in cinema at it, like honestly, <laughs> right? Right, uh, but like, I mean,
0: that's part of that's I think that's part of who we are as a people is we do feel emotions to their extremes. That's just as simple as it gets. I mean, you know, if we didn't get diagnosed with BPD and we were going around the world as we do, we would be just called hypersensitive people.
2: Yeah, sensitive, -sensitive, oversensitive, overdramatic.
0: I love the fact that we're overdramatic. I don't think there's (laughs) enough drama in us. I mean, I'm 20 years with my wife and... I literally do something brand new before I go to, I go to bed early every night, but I literally do something every night before I go to bed. I don't know if a neurotypical person could come up with something different, dramatic every night. And I love that.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? I know,
1: i
2: are mad like? Yeah, well. It's just, it, yeah, I think it's just the like, uh, you used- so spontaneous like don't know what's gonna come really from like me anyway i i'm definitely like that like i have a new mad idea that i'm gonna like go and do this job and go and do all this and then i have to remind myself wait is this a real thought or is this like my bpd like telling me all this because then a week later i could have no interest in it whatsoever so i have to like realize like i really have to think about things like is this a real
0: one? Is this a real path I wanna take? Or is this one of my ones that I'm just like fantasizing? I think I think we like to sample I think we're we're more like um tapas. You know
2: tapas. <laughs> We want a little taste of everything. We, it's we, so yeah, true we, though.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I remember years ago people had said to me, So what are you doing this month? I don't know. It's as much a surprise for I me know. as it is for you. <laughs> and like at forty three, I can honestly say yeah, I hope, like, last month I was listening to a book on war. I'm listening to a book on um, the carnivore diet now because I want to try that next because I, I don't agree with too much meat. And uh, why not? Why not, you know? I think I think we get upset because people get upset. Oh, God, you can't stick to anything. And my answer to that is this. I've probably, at best, 85 years, right? I don't want mm-hmm. to be doing one thing for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. I'm imagine, as well. imagine
0: arriving up with God and he goes, So, how much, how many things did you sample? Oh, just one. Oh, God, it was a waste. Well, <laughs> it was a waste. <laughs> you need to sample things in life, you know, and fail and oh, fail yeah. and fail. So, I think for me, yeah,
1: no, I feel you there. Um,
2: I definitely have come to like, you know, I, I feel the same like then, and, and I totally accept that. I'm like, yeah, okay. I w-, like, I might spend five years doing this and then I might do five years of doing this. Hmm. I think for me, the only thing I worry about that is that then I worry that if I don't spend long enough in one of them, that I won't have a good, like stability in the sense of like, you know, getting a house and more,
0: yeah, yeah. you
2: know, like money and stuff, because if I'm constantly dipping in and out of things um it's just harder to have that stability you know I can't I can't get a mortgage right now or anything like Mm. what are you doing this month like you know oh I'm getting my money this way what are you doing this month? Oh, this is what I'm doing
1: okay it's not going to get me a
2: mortgage you know unfortunately in this world so I have already thought okay I can't get uh, you know 200,000 mortgage so I know I'm going to have to go some alternative route and I just can't tell my family because (laughs) it stresses them out I'd say I just have to do it and then when I have like some caravan on some field I own then
0: I can tell them I've made it okay yeah 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 you're kind of you yeah but look at the end of the day I mean it's, I don't know what exactly I want to say but I want the most sometimes people take a little bit longer and there's nothing wrong with that you know what I mean yeah, I, know. I know myself I anchored myself uh, I, I spray cars I anchored myself with that when i was um when i was a child my you know my brother-in-law he showed me kindness and uh, you know what it's like if someone shows you kindness it's like oh my god i can't believe you showed me kindness and at 12 i knew i was going to be a car uh, spraying cars i have zero interest in cars i don't even know how to mechanically fix them or stuff like that i'm not mechanically minded but i just love it because he showed me love and that's how it came but outside of that, then I anchor all the other stuff that whatever I'm into. But maybe anchor yourself to one thing. And then with that one thing, anchor a load of different things out of that. You know the type of.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am actually just trying to full time now work on like mental health advocacy and also like um opening a store and all that. That mm. is like all around now. It's only at the very beginning of it but that it's all going to be based around like things I make. And also it's going to be based around the fact that my hobbies change. So yeah. if I feel like making this for a certain amount of time, I'll make this, you know, cause I like art and stuff So yeah. that I'll change. Like my store will change with me. And um, that's kind of what I'm basing my store around at the moment. And uh, I mean, we'll see. Um, obviously it's difficult and it's only at the beginning as well, but uh, my partner has been really supportive and uh, has let me, Um, leave my job and go off and do this, (laughs) but I worked in social care before this, it's what my degree and everything is in. No surprise,
0: right? Um, Okay,
2: someone from BPD working in uh, empathetic fields is quite common, I think.
0: I'd say Uh, so, yeah. It's and you need people like that in it because I don't know, we know, and I don't mean that in a funny way, like you know, we do understand the depths of the emotions, we understand that. One minute we can I love you so much and then I hate you so much. We know that it can just shift in a split second. Um mm-hmm. and and that's the one thing I find is <clears throat> like with yourself, it's finding people that have gone, Well, what do you do? You know, like and how do you manage and all that? And like I haven't even asked you that. So I'm gonna ask you, how do you manage your emotions on a daily basis?
1: Um I nearly couldn't
2: even tell you at this point like because it's just so autopilot i i've been doing it for quite a long time like i suppose when i was about 16 or 17 i said to myself okay yes i've got anger issues yeah so i that's what i had labeled this the the you know the bpd rage that people talk about yeah so that's why i labeled it was anger issues the good and, stuff um, yeah, yeah yeah and um so just catching myself in the moment Initially, and of course, it's really hard at first, you know, like Mm. you can't at all. Like, you will keep you'll be, but it's the awareness first. Okay, I've hit you know 11 out of 10. Okay, I've lost control. This is just gonna ride out, but then next time it happens, maybe I'll catch myself and not explode, you know. So, it's just kind of like stopping. And then, I suppose, now, um, you know, I'll still have a moment sometimes, and uh, when I do. Um, last time I did I f- was fully aware I'd lost control like yeah. I literally was verbalizing that I have no control right now and I hopped in the shower yeah. <laughs> so it's my first time trying to self-soothe in the shower and then um, so yeah like things like that um, and and be- I am so aware of it you know like mm. and I will even say something and then in straight after be like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm just having a moment and like <laughs> it's so hard because I'm like tr- like just trying to stop myself in the moment but when you lose control it's it's unbelievable like it's it i i can't even explain it someone who doesn't have it or someone who doesn't lose control their emotions it's like you've been possessed honestly
0: it's 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 like trying to hold on to a fish (laughs) it just keeps slipping out of your hands
2: (laughs) i know and then you get it and then you're like oh no you're gone again you know like and like it's like Honestly, it's like a devil and angel on each shoulder, and mm. like they're like fighting. You know, like it's so difficult. And um but yeah, I suppose the big thing is you do learn it in DBT is that like stop and like mm. visualizing, you know, a stop sign and stuff, and and just even if you actually have a physical sign of it, like just remind yourself to stop and trying to stop that initial, like, I suppose explosion.
1: Yeah. And then
2: uh, rationalizing is a big thing as well. Like just constantly trying to rationalize things. And um, I, I would go quite quiet now, like, if I'm about to explode, like, I literally will end up just, like, sitting there and, like, I'm, all these emotions are stirring on the inside. But I um, then I might end up crying because I can't lash yeah, out. Because I'm yeah, trying to not
1: yeah.
2: become violent and stuff. And, like, not to anyone, it's just in my surroundings. Like, I used to throw my phone all the time as a teenager. I'd feck my phone yeah, across yeah. the room and stuff. I'd be punching walls, punching poles... Now that's super rare to happen, like incredibly rare, maybe every few years. And mm. usually it'd be alcohol that would make it happen because I can't control myself as much. So I've stopped drinking now.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, now it's just like the rare, but I did stop it for a full year there in April. But um, yeah, it's just then rationalizing things because it's just all these bad thoughts start to happen you know like about harming myself or bad thoughts about doing stuff or you know bad thoughts paranoia thoughts intrusive thoughts I'm just trying to like quieten them and be like okay no that's not true and again it's like the devil and angel like fighting yeah, each yeah. um but yeah that's kind of ha- how I manage myself and just trying to like uh, just loads of things like that and um, catching myself is a big one like uh it's, I have a partner now that like you know, if we're having like a heated debate about something, you know, I can, I can say, okay, I need a minute to Mm. just return to base level, you know, and he's really supportive of that and gives me that. Whereas I've been with people before and I've verbalized this. Uh, I push. (laughs) Yeah. And then they push me and I'm like, okay, now you're wondering why I'm freaking out. Like I I said, I'm at a seven. I need to leave the room because before I would storm off and throw stuff and like, you know, like ten years ago, yeah. And then I got to this state where I would do this, and like one of my exes, I would verbalize, okay, this is when I had my diagnosis as well. I was like, okay, hey, I'm reaching boiling point. I need a few minutes, and then they would follow me, and then they would call me crazy, and then they would like, and I'm like, okay, well, like that's not yeah, helping yeah. at all. So I knew in my next relationship, I needed to be with someone who uh, would listen to me because I'm expressing what I need, you know. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. but
2: yeah. It's
0: a big thing, communication matters. It's huge, I mean, you Anyone. know what, if, if if anybody, I do argue the case, I know I'm responsible for my emotions. I know that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say a but, I am responsible for my emotions. And the other person is responsible for their emotions also. And I, I remember years ago, like I would say to my wife, just don't come up into my face. You know, just don't do that. That's not something you could do to someone like me because I have I've complex post-traumatic stress. If anyone has complex post-traumatic stress, they were abused or they were in war, one or the other, and I wasn't in war. So <laughs> process of oh elimination. God. So you just can't come up to people's faces because my mind will automatically go back into the time when I felt danger and I will act accordingly, except for this time I'm six foot one. So it's like, let's get rid of Sean and put out this version of him. And that version has no thought. So Mm -hmm. my close friends, my family, my work colleagues, anyone that knows me in a deep and personal way, I've told every one of them, by the way, Everything's fine. You can talk to me. You can verbalize anything you want to me. Um, just two things. Don't raise your voice because I'm sensitive yeah. to tone. And don't kind of advance towards me. Yeah. They are two things that are kind of, um, you know, the instruction manual on the back of my T-shirt. <laughs>
1: it's just yeah, something yeah. that has to
0: be done. And I think if anybody has respect for you, they won't do it. Now anyone that doesn't have respect for you and pokes the cage, you know, um I'm not gonna say they deserve it, but I am gonna say when you verbalize to someone as you did and I did, hey by the way, these are certain things you just can't do with me, and then they they go and do them. Now my wife I'm with my wife twenty years, not once.
2: Amazing.
0: Because, you know, she knows. It's it's mm-hmm. like you know, not once. And, and that's so important. That's just so important for, for anyone, especially when you've uh, huge amounts of anger and rage. I've used amount, huge amounts of rage. That's why I'm a good worker. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm in agreement with you. You know, when you're going to, when you, when you actually have the intelligence to explain to someone, please don't do this. And they go ahead and do it. You have to question their morals.
2: Yeah, and as well, like, I mean, it's like, oh, I've got BPD and, you know, like, I've had people kind of be like, oh, you're not controlling your emotions. They're not controlling their emotions right then, you know, Mm. like, they should also be controlling their emotions. Just because I've got BPD doesn't mean that I should just control my emotions because, yeah raising your voice and what going up in someone's face isn't very appropriate anyway
1: yeah you know like it's
2: not an appropriate way to argue or anything it's not an appropriate way to communicate like it's never worked it doesn't work you know like it's just fighting fire with fire and like um yeah i think now I'm very much so where you're at, like, uh, which is probably why I don't have many friends. I keep my circle very small, yeah, yeah. but it's because I need, I need people who understand that, uh, you know, like when I lose control, that's it, you know, like, and, uh, I, I d- don't really have control of it in that moment. Um, like I, I've never really lost control at, a friend but they've seen me lose control like out in public so like out drinking and stuff okay. um they've but seen you're not drinking now of... aren't you not no no not really yeah. anyway um yeah. so I did I did go one year sober into April and then I have had it a few times um not really sure how I'm feeling about it um I'm still trying to figure out what what i'm doing about mm. alcohol you know like yeah, is it yeah. something i'm gonna have at events am i gonna have it every now and again um or like um someone's after saying they love the conversation very enlightening
0: all right um, oh this is live so oh know. yeah you see i'm not um i'm not uh, i'm not even on uh, what would you call it i'm gone off all-, all social media <laughs> so
1: am, okay, i'm doing okay. the complete yeah, no, opposite
0: on, um, people
2: are saying hi now since i've
0: said that on all right Instagram. hi um this no is- yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going. Off, I'm gone off social media. I'm doing the worst possible thing you can do with a podcast. <laughs> so, um, but I'm loving it. I'm off social media about a month now, and well done. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I
2: know. I did do it before.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. No. I, yeah. Like I. I actually it was weird. I didn't log into Facebook for a full year after one relationship I had, a very abusive relationship in okay. my teenage years. And I remember opening up Facebook and uh, being like, um, okay, I might log in. And I opened it up and I started getting like heart palpitations. (laughs) And I was so scared to log into Facebook. And now that I'm older and looking back, I think it's because I would find out a lot of things that he had done from Facebook. And I just had this anxiety about it. Like he cheated on me loads and stuff. And I think I just like had this crazy... Anxiety about logging into Facebook, and then I also used to have an anxiety with Instagram. I completely logged off. Now I only follow accounts that makes me feel good. Yeah. If I see stuff that makes me feel bad about myself and about my body, I start unfollowing them. And it's not their fault. They yeah, look great. Yeah. It's just me and my me and my issues with my body. Right. You and know, what, I just can't. I what, can't look at that.
0: What issues do you have? Do you mind me asking? Um, with
2: my body, yeah. So like I. The best way I can describe it, like recently, and I've kind of found a perfect way is it's feeling too skinny and fat at the same time, and that is so confusing. So oh, like yeah, I, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, so like I'm I'm being told by people around me like, oh, you know, you're too skinny. You need to eat more. Blah blah blah. And then like, but I have issues
1: with my body, and I have done
0: since I was about 11. Like, I first purged at so, 11. So is that, like, when you say 11 years of age, because that's the beginning of of when you realised you were kind of coming into the good gang of BPD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I love yeah. BPD, to be honest with you. I have no issues with it. Um, it's
2: interesting, all right. Huh? <laughs> it's interesting, all right.
0: Um, you started purging at that age, purging my food, was it? Mm-hmm. And um, you mind me asking why? Or at any stage, if you don't uh, want to answer, ask. You know, just say, "Look, pass." No,
2: no, I'm pretty open. I've spoken yeah. about a lot of them already um, on my things, but um, I suppose I just felt like I was too fat, and Gosh. it sounds like I know. And then, like, oh, honestly, it feels ridiculous to say it, but it's like this weird mind block thing. And I, I don't think I've ever really had a healthy relationship with food. And okay. um, because even when I'm letting myself eat more, I am going to the gym like crazy. Sometimes I'll go two, three times a day. I let myself eat more, but I have to make sure that that weight gain is muscle and right. not fat. And it's just this weird thing with fat. And what, what, what,
0: and I, did someone comment? Was there a comment made or, you know, do you know the way something is said to us and 1500 years later, we're still thinking about it.
2: Oh, yeah, I have a good few of them. Yeah, mm. so I do remember in school, but it's weird because I was getting the opposite comments, but I was still feeling like too fat. But it was still body comments. I remember in primary school, people called me anorexic, and um, I went to the bathroom crying. So I remember that day really nice. well. And I also remember uh, going on holidays when I was about 13, and I came out just wearing a bikini, as you do, and my mm. aunt boyfriend turned to her and said um Jesus does she eat at all and this is like a 30 something year old man counting my like 13 year old figure Mm. and I remember that like I felt really really like insecure then and um I'd already had like the whole thing with school saying I was like anorexic and stuff and um I suppose that just made me worse so then I remember and um, that night specifically eating like loads of food um just to like prove a point in front of him and I actually heard him saying geez you know she eats or geez she ate that and then my aunt was like I told you or whatever but I kind of I think like naturally had a slim figure when I was younger but I still felt too fat. It's it's really weird. But now when I look back on pictures I'm like, no I wasn't, you know? Yeah. But it's just this weird block and I can't even like I fully I'm still exploring it it's not something I um have been exploring for a long time because I think I've been hiding my issues around food for a very long time and it's only recently that I kind of opened up fully to my therapist saying I've actually been eating 800 calories nearly every day for a year now um so yeah so I've lost since lockdown since gym's closing and me not being able to eat more Mm. To put on my muscle, um, I've lost. I don't own scales; I can't have scales. But, um, I've lost about eight kg last time I was weighed in the hospital, um, since lockdown or whatever. um mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, I don't know. But when I was in New Zealand, I lost fifteen kg nearly.
0: Right, and,
2: and you uh, don't look
0: like the type of person that can afford to lose fifteen kg, which is over thirty pounds. Yeah, you know the type of it's,
2: Yeah, it's really. But in weird. your like, head, it's
0: different, is it?
2: Yeah, I like it's. It's like I I see it, but I don't see it, and I. It's so weird. Like I don't know whether I want to eat, but I can't eat, and it's just it's so weird. Like I can't even. I. It so if you were, to, so if you
0: were, if you were to describe food in one word, what's the word?
2: Food, it's fucking exhausting. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love food, um...
2: but I love food actually. I do love food, and I love tasting different food mm. and different culture. And like, I love like exploring food and everything. And I think recently on my Instagram, I I'm trying to uh, show like new vegan foods and stuff I find. Okay, and I'm doing it on purpose because it kind of makes me I, I'm kind of held accountable that every Tuesday is treat Tuesday, and I must show my followers new treats I have found. Right, and it makes me kind of accountable. To go and sample all new foods and go look for them. And <clears throat> um, so it does help. All it helps is me eating a bit
1: more. Um, so
0: you're vegan, are you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I am.
0: And yeah. me telling you, I'm, going, I'm researching the carnivore diet. <laughs> I know, <yeah. laughs> And just to be clear, um, I I eat like extremely small amounts of meat, like unnaturally small. My diet. My diet would be completely 99% plant-based, right? Um, and someone put it into my head there a couple of weeks ago about this carnivore diet. And uh, so I'm researching it. I'm going, Do you know what? I'm going to research it. I'm going to see and see what it does and blah, blah, blah. Because like you, I want to be able to come back and go, look, I've fully done it. And now I'm a fucking lunatic or else I've fully done it. And like... If I eat large amounts of meat like my hand that's uh that's a, uh, this hand here is when I self-harmed in 2009 and completely deformed it. Fantastic for fucking Halloween. Really good for Halloween and good for scratching backs. Uh pretty much fucking useless after that. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I actually
2: have my knuckles are flatter. Yeah, or from, oh, from
0: punching the walls. We've all yeah, our little pole. scares, yeah.
2: Like, like I'm gonna beat a brick wall. Like, honestly, but <laughs> when you're in the moment, you think you can batter this pole, when really you're going gonna knock really
0: it down. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, and your and your body gives up and goes, yeah, keep going there. You know, eventually you're gonna back down.
2: But it's just it's getting that emotion out. You know, like, mm. like that's all it is. It's just finding a way to get it out because it is so intense. Like, I, I can't. I think unless you have BPD. Or you know some other mood disorder. I don't think people can fully understand, yeah, the, like feeling of completely losing control and like being aware that you are, but you can't stop it. And like this, like it's just all this emotion inside. Like it's it's so weird. Like even I'm, it's whack.
0: As so I do emotion. as I do say, it's not exactly the nicest thing on the planet to say. What I'm going to say next but it's the closest to what I can go Good to. Good morning. I know, yeah. Um it's like trying like trying to control trying to hold in your emotions is like trying to hold in diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just literally nearly impossible and you're yeah. trying to hold it and then it just explodes. Um yeah. You know, but it it that's the thing. It's trying to contain that emotion. To keep a lid on it for a couple... Like, I I got hurt there about two weeks ago, you know, and I, I said it in a podcast there this morning, uh, you know, a friend of mine, and I won't go into the story, but for two weeks I was trying to contain the emotion and trying to hold it in for two weeks so I would come across diplomatic and, uh, you know, try to be polite and all that, and thankfully I did. Um, but to hold in them emotions of hurt for two weeks... My mind was constantly going, you should fucking say this, and this is what you're fucking saying, and you, and you should do, and, and this is what, and you're like, well, you calm down. I'm trying to fucking get through my life here, you know, the type of oh, And for two know. weeks, now, thankfully I did, and I'd I, I done it respectfully. But it is a nightmare to try and contain it down and bottle it in and make sure that you're presenting yourself, because my inner self just wants to explode, It just wants to go, ah, you know, rip my skin off as if somehow there's somebody else down there. (laughs) And yes, of course, because there's so much energy. There is so much energy with BPD that it's not like, as I says to someone one day, you know, I was in work and one of the lads said, geez, you're happy all the time. I says, I can't help it. Like. I can't help it if I'm angry and I can't help. I, that's part of my illness. I can't help yeah. the happiness. And, and nobody realizes when they're looking at people like us going, we can't help being fucking happy either. That's why you break into know. a dance randomly or yell, I danced in front oh of you. Oh, my
1: God. You know. Me,
2: sometimes in the middle of the night, I just start pissing myself laughing like, I'm like my brain is looking at me like you okay and I'm like yeah I don't know what I'm laughing I'm just laughing yeah yeah, yeah. then I know it's bedtime and I'm like giggling like and I'm trying to hold it in (laughs) it's so and I'm like I actually don't know what's going on I'm just because I get I do do you get manic I get like a bit of mania
0: I I'll tell you I get manic when I'm thinking of something new and my brain goes this is going to be fucking great and I then go hold on there now, let's kind of keep the airplane just below space, let's not go too far, because I'll concentrate on nothing but that, and then I'll mm-hmm. crash dirt, and as I'm crashing dirt, everybody gets it. <laughs> so yeah. so I kind of avoid getting, when I feel myself kind of, um, when I feel myself getting manic, I'll start um do you know, I'll start dropping off everything else. Like I'll, I'll, uh, like I'm on social media now, but I'll, I'll reduce a lot of stuff, so I've less weight to carry. So when I feel myself getting manic, I start reducing stuff, like and keeping my life extremely simple, so I can focus on, on the thought my brain wants to think about. You know the type of. Word. So I, I'll, I'll even stop talking to a few people to make sure i'm not engaging too much with people as well when i'm starting to get manic because i let i let the ho- i let the horse out for a gallop if it wants yeah. to go off and it wants to fucking find some sort of madness out in the field and come back with a carrot in its mouth i understand my mind enough to go off you go just don't get me into trouble just i know
2: <laughs> don't have me quitting my job now or ending relationships yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 because it feels so right at the time
2: and, like everything's grand and great and then like afterwards you're like oh crap i was manic i didn't realize yeah, that wasn't yeah. a real thing i should have
1: done <laughs> um,
2: yeah i think like looking back i've definitely ended relationships and manic episodes um and yeah. i still get like I get like daily mania as well and um, like literally for the day I'll like be um, like really high and I'm trying to figure out like why it, or when it happens and I think recently I've learned that when I start to feel adrenaline mm. from like happiness it's like you know I'm here and then it's only recently because something happened like someone I like uh, admire started follow me on Instagram and I was happy and then next thing I was manic for the day and like okay, my job, okay. it's like I'm on like the main hour or something like like jaw down like it's insane (laughs) and it's like it hurts my jaw will be sore i'm talking faster and like um i'm tense and like i'm doing everything really quickly like it's literally is like i'm on drugs
0: yeah yeah
2: it's it's insane so i think i've learned that it's when i'm already um got a lot of adrenaline or happiness going on it's like i kind of lose control and next thing i'm manic yeah, um, yeah, for like, yeah. that's
0: when I have the like daily mania,
2: not my like bouts mania that's
0: yeah. gone on for a few months. <laughs> I know, I know. That's Shall a bit me? less intense. Yeah. I'm just like, I noticed, I noticed the, the podcast started doing well in a sense of other people were listening in different countries. And mm. as it was increasing in volume, I start, I went to all social media because I'm like, I can't handle that sort of stuff. I'm I'm uncomfortable with all that sort of stuff, and oh, yeah. uh, so that's where I just kind of dumped it. I went, I can't see anything that's happening now. So at least, I I can control the mania in a sense that I I wouldn't be able to. Ha-. the The best way I can say it is Kirk Cobain and Amy Winehouse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean. You understand yourself. the The level of creativity our brains have is huge. Because it wants to create yeah. different things on a different day. But the last, th- the weirdest thing for me is I don't want a huge following because I wouldn't be able for it. That's the mental yeah. thing. I just I wouldn't know. be able for it. And I, I am
2: worried as well.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm not on anything in that sense because then I don't know. <laughs> you know what that type
2: of. I, know. <laughs> I like that. Is one thing is that like I. I could get a million nice comments, yeah, and that one bad comment, and that's what started triggering me today that right. one bad comment, okay. yeah, and I'm like, and I'm, like, I'm then I'm trying to rationalize it, but mm. I do want to push myself because I really I really really, really want to be a BPD advocate in Ireland. We don't really have any we don't you know, like, we don't no. in America, I know quite a few big BPD mm. advocates in England, I do, but in Ireland. I don't know anyone really. Yeah, like yeah. someone who can actually say like oh yeah like they advocate for BPD. Like I know someone for like depression, bipolar, anxiety, but not for BPD. Well
0: I well, I do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I figured like I said to myself years ago, if I figure the illness out and I more more importantly, if I figure my head out and mm. I don't have a meltdown in a couple of years. I'm going to come back and talk about it. And that's what I did with the podcast is I just felt, you know something, I actually do know enough about my own mind to uh, to keep my mind in between the ditches, as they say in Ireland, you know what I mean? And I think there should be more people because I look at people like ourselves and I've never talked to anyone with BPD that I didn't like because we're very open we, we wear our heart on our sleeve. We, mm-hmm. we are childlike in our own way. Yes, we can be childish when we throw tantrums, but we're very childlike as people. We can't help when we're excited about meeting someone new and it's great. And it's like a little fucking, you know, toddler. Like, puppies, <laughs> like, honestly, like, yeah.
2: cause I, I do yeah. definitely well, depending on my mood, but a lot of the time I do vibe off being around people. Like I'm like mm. buzzing, like, you know, um, but then other times I could be completely the opposite and I can like just go in myself and like not really want to be uh, conversing with people.
0: I think that's normal.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose like uh, there was a, I think we're like, what should I say recently? I actually said it on the radio was, we're like social chameleons, you know? Like oh, yeah. we can like really blend into different groups, you know? And like looking back at my teenage years, I had like maybe three or four different groups of friends okay i had like my sport friends and they were over here and then i had my friends that i partied with and they were over here yeah, never mixed yeah. any of them completely different me on each side you know and like looking back now i understand it all um and like i know that other people obviously have their those friends yeah, but i feel yeah. like this is two more extreme you know um like wearing different clothes when i'm with this one then are you right,
0: yeah, right. Ones, okay
2: you know like yeah so like now I really just try to remind myself who I am and um, and like not like start picking up the things of people around me Um for example I before I got diagnosed I would always say oh one thing I'm really grateful for about all my exes is I've gotten loads of different music tastes off everyone Okay. but now I'm like now that I'm thinking back more on it and stuff and after my diagnosis I'm like oh okay I was just like blending into whatever they liked
1: you know and like soaking
2: up what they liked and um now again I am grateful because I've got a great range of different music tastes like all different types yeah but I still try to remember like okay no this is my favorite music and I like will try and just be like okay no this is mine this is mine and I feel myself like you know becoming a bit too much into someone's or whatever you know like I'm like nope remember yours you know and I do have to remind myself, like I really do. Um, so yeah, now I just wear all black all the time. It's easier.
0: <laughs> You're doing a Johnny Cash on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, if I just yeah. wear all black all the time, I can just <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it. Yeah. I think like that as well, I think one of the most fundamental things is to is to know yourself. You know, and one of the hardest mm. things for me to do was to look at myself and accept myself for who I was because... You know yourself, it's pretty dark in there, and you have to try and go in and figure out... Like, one of the things I always say is... I was always trying to go in and I heard these demons, but I don't believe in demons, because I went in and I found a little scared child. So, all that screaming that was inside my head that I thought was demons, it turned out to be just a little scared child. And that's the one thing, is... is I know it myself... I've huge amounts of rage, you know.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I've huge amounts of anger. But I don't deny that. I don't deny that anymore. I don't go around. I mean, for me to lose my head now these days would be something huge would have to happen. You know, um, I'm pretty much in line with neurotypical people. You know that type of way? I'm pretty much in line with their... um, Kind of way of living, you know, a little bit boring, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I don't mean that in a bad way towards them. But like, we can explode, and it is exciting for the moment. Not exciting for those who are on the receiving end, um, you know, but we do have a tendency to explode. But I do believe, I do believe people like yourself and myself, it's important that we do talk because a lot of people think BPD can't be managed. And especially in America, they think this is an incurable disease or mental illness. And my attitude, it's like I said to, I was chatting to people in Manchester there in a college and I said, we're just people. Mm -hmm. That's all we are. We're just a different breed of people. Like we're not, uh, my favorite thing that's in my head is I always look at myself like I'm a zebra in a field full of horses. You know that type of way. I don't look at myself like I'm anything. I don't want to be a horse. I actually want to be a zebra. And I acknowledge that there's horses there. That type of way. You know that type of way. So I don't want to be like neurotypical people because I'm not. I'm just not like them. I I probably never will be like a neurotypical person.
1: Yeah, you know. I suppose with the, because
2: I've spoken to like quite a lot of people from my Instagram and TikTok and stuff mm. um, who message me and tell me how they're getting on with obviously their BPD and um, I suppose it's just such a spectrum like any disorder yeah. or anything is that like, you know, some people like anything, you know, some people have it mild, some people have it moderate and some people do have it really extreme mm. and then it's really common as well for people to have uh, dual diagnoses. Um, with BPD and I suppose like for me personally that's what I do have I do have dual diagnoses and mm. um, you know with the eating disorder and everything and uh, I feel like it's just always like constant managing because the end of the day it is it is literally an underdeveloped part of the brain that, yeah. that controls the emotions and stuff and that develops as your child and then what happens is um sorry just loads of people are messaging people are asking questions as well <laughs> I'll get to them though and um, what happens is it gets underdeveloped and then that's what controls our emotions and stuff mm-hmm. and then that's why we have a hard time of controlling them so I feel like I've like I'm a million times better than like, what I was before like and I think some people meet me and they think that I have a lot of difficulty right now but I really don't like compared yeah. to me before, like I'm way better, yeah, um, yeah. but I still get those emotions. It's not that I don't get them or I don't get those intrusive thoughts and stuff. I I think I will forever get them to be honest. Um, so, yeah. It's just the managing of the symptoms. And um, even with the nine symptoms that I have, there's obviously going to be a spectrum for each symptom as well. You yeah. know, like someone might like have the um, intrusive thoughts or something, you know, some people might have it mild. Some people will have it extreme. Hmm. Um, I mean, I did a video recently and there's like you have to have five of the symptoms, as you know, of the nine. And that means there's 256 different combinations of BPD.
1: That's right, and then yeah. within
2: that, yeah, within that, then um, they are going to have a spectrum. So I s- suppose, like, uh, it's just so different for everyone. There's so many different types. Yeah, of that's why I, I say,
0: that's why I say we're like a group of people. It's not like one size fits all, you know, the type of way. We are a diff. we are a group of people, you know, the type of way. Um, yeah. And and I think over time, people will acknowledge, you know, I'm not saying we should start a country or anything, but at the same token, we are <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be way too manic
0: there's about three hundred and twenty million <laughs> of us. We emotional. should move to America. <laughs> Could you imagine us? That's why I reckon oh God I reckon
2: us in politics
0: <laughs> i think if I think if there is if there's such a thing as God, that's what he did he He spaced us out. We're like the great white shark. He just kind of separated us all and put us spaced around the planet.
1: Mm-hmm. you
0: know, I know yeah,
2: it's good that way. Oh yeah, um, I have a few comments here. If you would like me to share them out,
0: do fire ahead.
2: Acknowledge the people that are listening. Um, so we have someone here asking, can, can we answer some questions that they have? So you're happy to answer Quick some questions? Fire around, yeah. Um, oh, they did ask, what do you think about remission and BPD?
0: I don't think there's I don't think there's a remission. I don't, I think people with BPD are people. And I think what, like anything in life when you get to control your emotions it becomes you see we are focused on controlling our emotions but at the end of the day I'm so long at my emotions now that I don't think about controlling my emotions. I literally don't think about BPD at all unless I'm talking about BPD we'll say in the podcast or, you know, through Zoom. But I wouldn't wake up every day now and actually talk about in my head. But in the beginning, when I was teaching myself how to manage my emotions, yes, I'd have to control it and you need to stop and you need to sit back. But now I I'd imagine I'm doing what neurotypical people do, which is just naturally regulating my emotions naturally. Mm-hmm. So remission... I don't think there's remission. I think I'm just like a neurotypical in a sense of what I do now is all by habit, like what they do. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not fully aware when I'm being patient or <clears throat> we'll say I have three children. You know, if the kids are doing your head in, now if anyone has children and they're not doing your head, their, your head in, you're not a fucking parent <laughs> because kids mm-hmm. do your head in, right? Yep. Um, when the kids are doing my head in, I'll generally go and maybe wipe down the countertops, or I'll sweep the floor, or I'll distract myself. But I had to teach myself to do that. Whereas now I just automatically do it. Just do it. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I you
0: know, 100%. so I don't yeah. think about it. It becomes
2: a habit. It just becomes a habit. It. It becomes just, a habit. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it's a you know filling in like the the bad coping mechanisms with good ones, and then they just become a habit over time. That's all. That's all. Um, yeah. Exactly. The same person here is just asking you um, how long it took you to get to that point that you're at
0: now. So I I slit my wrist in 2009 and I spent four years in therapy. Uh, So I came off therapy on the 6th of April 2013. And I suppose, being honest, the kind of form I'm in now... About two years, two and a half years. Um, half year. so you're talking ten years. You're ten talking years. ten years. Um, <clears throat> do you,
2: Do you mind me asking as well? Are you on medication
0: now? No, I was never. I. The, the, see because I was so severe, what I done to my wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I done to my wrist was so severe because I cut it to the bone. Just you know, mm-hmm. just, I don't even fucking try and. Um, you know hide it or anything anymore that's what I did I d- used to call it the accident and all this bullshit but because it was so severe what I did they tried to m- they wanted me medicate it but I had my own business at the time and I didn't know what medication would do so I went down I said no I don't know I, I understand how severe my head is now but I don't know what I'm going to be like on medication mm-hmm. so I started researching food and I learned how to control my emotions using food. So I've never been medicated.
2: Mm-hmm. I, um, I actually used to be anti-medication a mm. uh, very long time ago. And then I had hit a point. Uh, this is when I got diagnosed with depression. It was my first diagnosis. Yeah. Um, well, no, I had anxiety already, um, but I, didn't, I wasn't doing anything to manage it. And then I was in New Zealand and I went to the GP being like, my anxiety is through the roof. I need, like, I need help. Because it was so bad, like, I I couldn't work anymore or anything, my anxiety was so bad. And then he told me I had depression, and I was like, you sure? But, like, I was suicidal, like, so, of course, but at the time I was like, nah. And then I really had hit a point where I had to try something, because I wasn't leaving the house, I was drinking every day, I wasn't working, I had lost 15 kg, and I was obsessed with watching the scales go down, and so I was going to keep losing weight, like, and Uh. Um, medication kind of like I suppose helped me stabilize the de- the low a little bit, and um, you know gave me that serotonin I needed after mm. a few months or whatever. And um, then I uh, started going to therapy and stuff, and uh, trying to find like the right thing that suited me. I hadn't my diagnosis of BPD at this point. Um, but I definitely, I do think I'll be on medication for life. I'd be yeah, very yeah. surprised if I am not.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and But now my, I've come to love my medication. Um,
0: I wouldn't be anti-medication. I, um, I'm not anti-medication. I was looking back. I know it's weird because in a weird way, I learned about food and how to manage my emotions through food. It was basically fair. I was terrified that the medication, if I didn't know how the medication would affect me mm-hmm. and I was terrified if I don't get a grip on it I'd lose my business and I had five lads working with me so the fear of that drove me away from it but I wouldn't be anti-medication um at all to be honest you yeah
2: yeah yeah I mean it's obviously like I said there's there's just so such a spectrum and so many different combinations yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: um so every person someone else is also asking here um how do you deal with stigma and stereotypes of
0: BPD? i don't find it that's stigmatizing i don't,
2: don't
0: find it no, no i don't find it you know, stigmatizing
2: been away from the social media
0: no i don't fi- find. I, I don't find it uh, i don't find it stigmatizing i'll tell you why i think this i think and this might sound weird when i say this right I'm so open and honest about BPD that how could you be stigmatizing me?
1: Mm-hmm. I know
0: I'm a mad fucker. I know that. Like, I'm not going, hey, I think like neurotypical people think. I know I don't. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest thing I find is, like like that, I mean, in work, one of the lads in work, he says to me, "Um, oh, what happened to your hand? I says, oh, you know, a fucking... You know, I was in a really bad place and I tried to cut it off and, you know, and I says, that was my, that was my third or fourth suicide attempt, right? So I took medication before that. But I says, not to worry, because I'm not doing it anymore, because I'm fucking useless at And he just looked at me and went, what? I says, yeah, I hate failing in life and I can't even fucking kill myself. So I'm not even going to try it again four times. You can't achieve it after the fourth time. I'm not doing it. I says, I'm useless at killing myself. And he just looked at me. But I had literally told him I'd slip my wrist, I'd taken three overdoses and I killed it with a joke. And I think if I turned around and I said that story in a, well I was in a bad place and I I didn't feel good and I'd done what I did and I took three overdoses, he'd be like oh this is fucking horrible. <laughs> you know that type of a, This is a fucking nightmare, right? So yeah. I don't, I look at BPD like, why should I be embarrassed about something that I didn't fucking ask for? Mm-hmm. I don't recall yeah, filling don't an application talking. form out up in heaven going, ah. you know, anyone for BPD, I'll take it. You know, I don't remember ah. that. So I'm not going to feel embarrassed about an illness that I didn't fucking ask for. Um, some people say in here that
2: they do feel very stigmatized, especially in women. Um, and also someone asking about uh, i just opinion on minors being diagnosed. Okay, well I'll fill in the like women part there. Mm. Um, I do understand what they mean. I have to say, um, you know, like. Yeah, I've come to a stage as well where I pretty much own it I'm like yeah I'm yeah. mental like <laughs> and I'm well aware and like I always be like if I had a moment <laughs> yeah yeah like I even like it uh, I used to have another name for my other self like you know okay, yeah um, right like, okay. oh, blah 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 came out what was it I wonder if my friend watching now she is was it Chantelle or something like I had another name anyway for right. a drunken BPD one coming out um, BPD is borderline personality disorder. There's someone asking. So, yeah, I have to say though, I do feel uh, it being quite stigmatised, and I think a massive part of that is being on social media, um, because you're kind of seeing what people are saying about it, and there is literally Instagram pages and Reddit subreddits about um, hating BPD people, people with BPD. <laughs> I'm like what? I, honestly like I'm like if that's what you want to spend your life doing is making forums
0: about hating BPD. We only I... hate people with BPD because sometimes we've been they known to do Yeah, and we've been known to do things that are not of the social character. You know yeah. put the hand up. I I mean that was a fucking nightmare years ago and yeah, I was I was a fucking nightmare. I was a prick. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. I mean, 100%. No. I do say to people, I'm one of the nicest bastards you'll ever meet. I would go yeah. out of my way to help people and help strangers, and I can also be a prick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I, I I don't try and not be either. Do you know mm-hmm. that type of way? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Just, yeah, I think with the stigmatizing, um, for sure, if people ask me,
2: I think it is about owning it a bit. Um, which is hard, of course, and, like, it does take some time. Like, again, mm. I've been kind of managing my emotions and stuff since before my diagnosis because I was quite aware of how I was. Um, but, yeah, and then someone asked about minors being diagnosed. You, I don't know, do you see much of this, but this is...
0: Minors, yeah. I, yeah. Every person I've ever talked to with BPD, and even when I was chatting to you, I said, "Were well, you're born, you know, were you hypersensitive as a child. I don't, I think we're all just hypersensitive. I've never met a person with BPD that wasn't hypersensitive as a child. And that hypersensitivity, I mean, you know, I'm looking at a wall here, it's a wall, and we call it a wall, and I know it's a wall. And somewhere along the line, someone said, Jesus, this type of people are extreme at their emotions, we'll name it borderline personality disorder, which is a fucking mental, and I mean literally, name to give it. <clears throat> I know it's on the the border of neurosis and psychosis, but they could have come up with something better. Um, But I think all hypersensitive children... Look, from what I understand about the brain is this. I was born with the potential to have borderline personality disorder, and my environment kicked that along fairly smoothly for me. I know... I know plenty, I know know people that that were born with the potential of psychopathy and their environment was so nurturing they became extremely good at business, Mm -hmm. yet not violent or anything else. But you'd look at them and go, fucking hell, they're extremely strong traits of psychopathy. So your environment will help you along. If you have, everyone is born with potential. I was born with the potential of BPD and my environment kicked me into BPD. I, you know, with a, with a child, the way I'd look at children is this. They have the potential to be something. It's up to me to provide the best type of environment for them. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know? yeah, 100%. <clears throat> um, I mean...
2: I'll always go back to the fact that, you know, you need a license for a dog, but anybody can pop out children. And then it creates things like this, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) (laughs) and creates us.
0: (laughs) Uh, Look, I think we're just like, I said it before. I think, I think people with BPD, we have a huge problem with bullshit. And we can detect it. We're like the fucking PCR tests. We can detect the smallest amount of bullshit in a person and we call it out. And nobody likes that.
1: (laughs) I
2: know. I, like, honestly, it's so good to hear someone say that because I've always said, like, for years, I'm like, I just feel like I can, like, and I can't even tell you why. I'm like, something I don't like about that person Mm. And then everyone's like, no, they seem sound, they seem sound. And then like a few months later, they're like, That person's horrible. I'm like, Yeah, I, I yeah, thought so.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, honestly, sometimes, or even I can tell when someone's lying to me, and I actually can't tell you why I think that. It's mm. like the I think it's the um because
0: we micro-watch.
2: watch and stuff. We,
0: we huh? watch, we watch their faces. We watch
2: everything. We Every- watch like body language Everything. Someone's saying they can relate. Um what's called it could be worse you could be a furry oh my days it could
0: be worse you could be <laughs> what
2: it uh, could be a furry
0: a furry like a, as in a ship
2: no a furry so a furry f u r r y people who like have you ever heard of them
0: i'm not on social media <laughs> no
2: you don't need to be on social okay, media okay sorry go on furry, furries are these people that dress up in like maybe like a cat costume or dog costume Search it up there. Look on your. <laughs>
0: look it, on could it could be worse. You could be like someone who dresses up in a dog costume, or a cat costume.
2: or yeah, like, or they just create. So they create their own car- character, and they'll have a name, and they act. They're like, can be quite animated and stuff. All right, like Jim Carrey. Like and everything.
0: Like Jim Carrey.
2: Like Jim Carrey. I guess. Yeah, you need to search it up there.
0: All right. So you understand
2: okay. Me. <clears throat> yeah. But like uh, there's like documentaries on it and everything. All right. <laughs> Oh, thanks for the laughing. Uh, you have dealt with attachment and favorite persons fear of abandonment as well. I don't think. Or how have we dealt with it? Do I, you get that favorite
0: person? Favorite thing? person. I like. I don't think this should be called favorite person. This should be called someone who I can abuse. <laughs> That's, oh. I don't think this should be called favorite person. It's like they should be called. Hey, can I abuse you when I'm not feeling great? And will you not fuck off on me? Yeah, <laughs> That's what are. this should be called. Um, just like, I never had a favourite yeah, person and I only, I only learned about a favourite person about six months ago because I kept hearing this favourite person, favourite person and I never had a favourite person and then the more I looked into it I went, that's not a favourite person that's just someone you can dish your shit on that won't fuck off on you Um, yeah, it should, you know. I think it's <clears throat> I think the biggest the best way to describe a favourite
1: person and like I've
2: been asked like can anyone have a favourite person not with BPD but Really, what a favorite person is is uh, an unhealthy um, attachment to a person. There you so go. So that's what it is. I had it's A very common attachment.
0: way of saying that. What you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's.
2: Uh, so yeah, just it's just an unhealthy attachment to someone that you uh, that you just that you can't uh, what's called stand. <laughs> um, it looks like that's
0: water. I don't drink.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. many people with BPD don't drink. I've come across so many since I, I've been like, you know, talking, advocating, and I think we all know that we just can't drink. I'm um, nearly, cu-
0: nearly cut my fucking hand off drinking.
2: Yeah, exactly. I've only <laughs> one left,
0: so um I can't afford to drink.
2: <laughs> try to jump into a bridge twice and uh, try
1: to jump into another time <laughs> like yeah, into a bridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> off a bridge would have been a better job
1: <laughs> <laughs> i tried to kill myself how did you do well. it
0: i jumped into a bridge if you jumped off it you would have been doing better <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah it's just like you can't control it once uh you're drinking at all um, no what boundaries do you put in place to avoid unhealthy attachment so for me, I actually have a video. Is this on TikTok? I actually have a video on this if you want to check it out. Um, but basically with the unhealthy attachment, I just like try not to let myself get to that point. Mm. So I've kind of learned that spending all my time with someone, uh, you know, at the start of a relationship. Everything's like fun, and exciting. Yeah, and yeah. You want to spend all your time with them. but That ends up becoming an unhealthy attachment mm. for me. Um. so, and cause then when they cancel plans of me or something, I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, like you're choosing someone else over me, what the hell? And
0: yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah. So then I started like, even like my current partner, like it'd be like day three and I'm like, okay, I can't see you for a few days. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like, and I would like make myself not see them for a few days or something just to make sure that like I what keep you... a healthy attachment and what make you... sure <laughs> that they're seeing other people and I'm okay with yeah. that, you know?
0: Well, you have kids and you get married.
2: <laughs> I actually, like, I admire anyone who's got BPD and has kids. I don't know. I have twins. I feel like I can't do
0: it. I have twins. We have twins. I don't have twins. twins. We have twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, te- I'll tell you <laughs> one thing about children. They remind you every day of everything that you're afraid of until you overcome it. Hmm. And you can't give them back.
2: Yeah, and they're there for life. (laughs) For life, yeah. Um, but yeah, do do you want to take any other questions? No, firehead.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah.
2: Um, I just got one here. Uh, Do those with BPD self isolate? I can't stand to be alone if I don't have friends. Um, No, I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll go up to my room. Like where I am in the moment is isolated from the house. I, I, when I was designing our home, I designed it for me. Um, <laughs> you know, so when I designed this house, like this is a completely separate building where I am at the moment, um, soundproofed and all that sort of stuff. But I have one, two, three, four, I have five different places in my home where I can wow. go. Yeah, where I can literally go and recharge my batteries. So I Absolutely. always have somewhere I can go to because um, I designed it, you know, with kids in mind and all that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm up here. Nobody can come up to me. Mm-hmm. So I can recharge and I can watch TV and all that sort of stuff where I am. Um, yeah, I isolate because, you know, I, I'm introverted in nature, so I need, to, I need to be alone to recharge my batteries.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I am um, for that as well. Self isolation. I have definitely struggled with being alone. Right. Um, I used to like I couldn't even leave my house and go to the shop without calling someone. Like I always had to okay. be with someone, tap on a call with someone, like something. Um, and it's only more recently that I've kind of like you know made sure that I've had time to myself and stuff and like that I have this room now uh, the spare room that like can be mine yeah and um I definitely sometimes just like I know I need to like go away and just kind of get back to base level but um someone said they rub mud on their face when they're sad I mean that's probably good yeah. <laughs> but I suppose like you know you're really lucky in the sense that you you got to do that design your house like that But I suppose a lot of people who have BPD don't and especially yeah. because like you know we we know this disorder comes from more than likely childhood trauma yeah. um to be honest and uh a lot of people who have childhood trauma and stuff might come from um you know areas or like countries or anything where they don't ever get that they will never be able to like get that freedom to like be able to um, design their environment so that they can have that time. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be living in a house with ten other people. Or
0: uh, we, know. we, we. I grew up very. I grew up um, very poor. Like we didn't have, we didn't have anything growing up. In a sense of, um, yeah, we didn't. Like I, I. One of my memories of of when even when they were going swimming in school, I just went and sat in another classroom. <laughs> It's a prominent memory I have where there was no money when I was growing up. So I kind of, like, when I was 16, I was being mocked because um, I didn't have Levi jeans. And Levi's were a big deal when I was younger. Like, I'm 43 now, so you're talking, what, 27 years ago. Um, And, like, I literally went home and said, can I get some Levi jeans? How much are they? 50 pounds. Forget about it. And two yeah. weeks later I left school and I said, you know what? Anything I ever want in life, I'm going to work so hard to get it and nobody will ever mock me again. And now I couldn't give a shit what I wear. But at the time when you're 16, it really hurt me like because I was being mocked for wearing Stores clothes. Um, but do you know something? These things either grow you or they crush you. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Um, we have
2: someone saying as well that they... Uh some people have just so you know have been saying it's been really interesting hearing us speak and it gives them hope uh i hope
0: so yeah to be honest
2: <clears throat> yeah like because yeah i have spoken to a lot of people with bpd on my pages and um uh I, like i speak to people all over the world like uh, india um, canada mm. america new zealand and um some of them still living at home and stuff and um just having a a really difficult time not being able to get that space that they need and stuff not having the right people around them and stuff and uh yeah like it is definitely um really struggling for some people Um, and you
0: do you need people as i said like you or me who have spent the time i'm not saying spent the time and figured it out but at the same token i spray cars if you wanted to know how to spray a car i could teach you Because I've spent 25 years spraying cars. And I think when anyone like ourselves has figured something out, I think it's crucial to share that knowledge. One of the reasons, I I do my podcast for two reasons. One is, if I learn something, because when I'm spraying cars, I'm listening to books. So Mm -hmm. I'm listening to quite a lot of books every week. And you could find something going, oh, that could help. And you try it and it might work. And that's one of the reasons I do the podcast, because say it get it out there and if it's helpful brilliant you know the type where. Yes.
2: yeah absolutely um i feel the same as well like um i just remember being where i was a few years ago and it was hell mm. and um i wish i like knew i wish i knew about the bpd and stuff maybe if i'd known at that time maybe it would have helped me um and i've had some people saying that you know they um didn't know about bpd until like they saw it on instagram or tiktok or whatever um and it really helped them because they were able to, um, what's it called they were able to. I've People, yeah, I have people talking about weird stuff on my thing worms. So I'm just gonna go mute them. Worms. They're probably <laughs> going to go fishing. Yeah, I don't know. There's just there's a, the one thing about TikTok is there's quite a lot of young people on it, like oh, young okay. young like minors. Um, I don't so, uh, yeah, yeah. I've never
0: never been on TikTok. Yeah, you
2: have to manage that. <laughs> I've had TikToks <sometimes>. TikToks, <laughs> <Tic-tacs>, yeah. to <laughs> remember uh, that.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, um,
1: <clears throat> Yeah. No, is there any more questions? Um
2: well they kind of like absolutely filled up a good bit there talking about worms. So give me a sec.
0: <laughs> right, okay. Maybe they want to go fishing
2: i don't know um i relate to you all so much it's actually really liberating um what's the hardest thing you have had to deal with bpd
0: oh that's a good question the hardest thing i had to deal with with bpd was going in after my mind absolutely Mm -hmm. to to look at yourself When your mind is constantly criticizing you all day long and you're getting these very dark, as you well know, intrusive thoughts that are coming into your mind and you feel like you're a monster and you want to go the opposite way of them thoughts and when you realize you actually have to not only face them, you have to walk towards them, that was the worst thing I ever did because... I was always trying to run away from my intrusive thoughts. And the intrusive thoughts I get, not so much. Now, no, I'll, I'll tell you to the end, this is a fucking I find mental today. <clears throat> I'd be getting intrusive thoughts today. And I start laughing. I go, someone's on fucking one anyway. <laughs> right? so I acknowledge that maybe there's something off. So now when I get intrusive thoughts, it's a, it's a red flag for me to go, Oh, so you're not okay. Right? So now I acknowledge it as my body's way of saying, hey, listen, something's going on. I'm not happy with So I'm just going to give you an intrusive thought and you need to look and see what's going on. Whereas before when I got intrusive thoughts, I'd be, you know, my my, my mind would create this graphic thought. And, and I'd be looking at it and I would start crying because it was so severe And I would feel like a monster. And then one day it clicked with me. As you said about the brain, you know, your your amygdala is your emotions and your, you know, your primal brain which your survival and food and pleasure and sex. And that's your, your amygdala. And then your prefrontal cortex, which doesn't develop too well, is your ethics, your morals, your values and your beliefs. And one day I was just looking at my brain going, hold on there a second. The same fucker that's putting the thought into my head is the same fucker that's making me feel guilty about it. So it's like someone on a stage going, what do you think of this thought? And I go, oh my God, you're horrible. And he runs around and comes out in a different costume going, shame on you. <laughs> yeah. So now when I get an intrusive thought, I go, "Sure, so you're the same fucker that's trying to make me feel guilty about it burning people say right so burning people would have been one of mine where i burnt people i never fucking burnt anyone in my life and (laughs) you know what i mean not yet um yeah i have to get to it i have to get according to my mind i'm one of the biggest serial killers on the planet i've never fucking killed anyone (laughs) yeah yeah um Oh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm notorious. I must've killed thousands in my time. I haven't, I, oh I never gosh. even, I the amount never, of
1: fights
2: I've had in my head. <laughs> I
0: never even fought up the town, you know, but according to my mind, I'm like fucking egg gain or all them big ones. Uh, you know, <laughs> so yeah. now I realize it's my mind just going, Hey, there's something wrong. You need to have a look here. I'm just going to give you an intrusive talk because if I give you a picture of fucking Disney, you're not going to listen. So now I know it's just the body's way of trying to go, hey, there's something up. You need to have a look here. I'm not happy with something. Mm -hmm. Years ago, I used to cry going, oh, my God, you're a monster. And I also figured out as well, the people who actually do these type of things don't give a shit that they're doing them. Mm -hmm. And here's another little crucial thing that I know. As I said, I spray cars and I listen to books. I've listened to over 400 books everybody gets intrusive thoughts I didn't know that but everyone gets them the only difference between someone who gets an intrusive thought and someone like ourselves is we look at it and chase it and grab it and go that's not me <laughs> that's the difference mm-hmm. I have yeah. <clears throat> I was chatting to a person once and I said it to them a neurotypical I said "Do you ever get an intrusive thought in your head like a bad intrusive thought and he goes you know what do you mean This is like a really dark, horrible talk. Oh, sure, I've often thought about putting the pillow over my wife's head, he said. Right? (coughs) And I went, what? Ah, fuck it, he says. The thought had come into my head. And then I go, ah, fuck it. You know, and I get on with my dear. And he made me think, going, so everybody must get them. It's just he went, ah, fuck it, and I get on with my dear, because he's not like that. He's an absolute gentleman, this fella. He's not offensive he's not violent he's not anything like that so when I asked him I was fully expecting him to say no I don't get any thoughts at all and he prompted me to look further into the brain going so I wonder does everybody get intrusive thoughts and they do so there's no need to be embarrassed about them because everybody gets them yeah I think I remember
2: telling an ex before uh, it's just how like I'll be like in a car and like I I always imagine car crashes. Like yeah. if I'm in a car, I imagine it crashing. And um even like there was palm trees on each side of the road and I like imagine them coming down and like hitting all the cars.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um but he thought that was unusual. He was like, I never think like that. Um Good so you. that was kind of the beginning of me being like, Oh, but I definitely get like I get very bad intrusive thoughts. And um, like I don't, I don't even talk about them. They're so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'll also answer the question. Is the hardest thing to deal with for me is probably um, the anger. Like you said, you you have it. You don't get into fights down the town. I have been in many, many fights.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Like a lot, <laughs> a lot of physical fights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure, look, like. No, I never did. I never like because why didn't I? I was always afraid. I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was afraid because um, I'd be afraid if I started, I wouldn't stop.
1: Yeah,
0: it yeah. wasn't. I wasn't afraid of the. I don't really have much fear of people. For some strange reason, I'm not afraid of people, and that's makes me more afraid of of not to engage because. I I was afraid I'd never stop, you know, the type of way. Yeah, so I never yeah, really yeah. did. I never really got into it.
1: Yeah, I
2: am. Um, for me now, if someone starts me in the street, like I, the only thing I fear is if I snap because not because I'm afraid of what they'll do to me, but I'm so scared what I'll do to them. Yeah, and I still yeah. get that now. I had someone kick our car there the other day oh. and it took me all my might to not do anything. So I ended up going inside and I ended up breaking down crying because I just it was so much anger and it took me my everything like
1: mm. to be honest,
2: I got images and it was only for she she had a child with her, like um and it was only for the kid being there that yeah, yeah. I didn't get out and to be honest, smash her head off the bonnet of the car. Like and that's and it's just cause it snaps and because I'm like so um pretty do you do it? Um because I like I'm holding it in so much uh, the anger like in the moment even um I yeah I I just end up crying because I just like it's so hard um to hold it all in Mm. but there was a child there I'm never going to do it in front of a child I just told her you know like your child is there like look after her yeah the child screamed I felt so bad for her it was it was horrific and um yeah it was just it, it was so unnecessary it was just a bit mad to be honest um someone's just asking
1: here um the oh yeah, yeah
2: that's exactly what it was so someone just asking um the ice bucket challenge so like I did an ice bucket challenge I told them if I hit a thousand followers on TikTok that I would throw ice water over myself and I did it and um because you have to hit a thousand to be able to go live to people on tiktok all right okay so yeah so um i did do it and someone's just asking did i do it to represent a dbt skill where with eupd you put your head in cold water so that's exactly what it was was that um ice uh, and cold water is a really good way if you're in the middle of a um Moment, yeah. Um, because like I tried to self-soothe in the shower. Did I say that already? You did, yeah. And um, with shock, shocking mm. yourself with uh water, you know. So and hold ice in your hands as well, or chewing ice. All do those are like skills to, um yeah. Do you to, not think? You don't think
0: the do you not think we'd look a bit fucking weird going around with a bucket of ice all the time? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing with a bucket just of ice?
1: ice? <laughs> I'm
0: just bringing it around in case I get triggered.
2: Um, someone's asking, "Do I get an episode every day?" I definitely do not. Um, I hold in my emotions. Um, I feel intense emotions I, every day, I, but I hold them in.
0: I used to have a meltdown once a week.
2: Once a week, yeah. 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 I probably would have before as well. Yeah. Mm. Um. Now, now it's a full, a full whammy. Maybe once a year, twice a year, like mm. a full whammy. Oh, you're,
0: well on, you're well on, then. You're well on.
2: Yeah, way yeah, better. Yeah. Like before, I used to be constant. Like, um, so yeah, I definitely do not have an episode every day. Um, would I have before? At any point, maybe. Like I remember, I like, do my eyeliner once, and I couldn't. I was fourteen, and I couldn't get my wings. You know, my, my yeah, eyeliner yeah, wings yeah. exactly straight, and I, um, I flipped. I like threw the hairbrush and punched the wall. Like just simple things like that because I just couldn't get them perfect. You just love like, you love just them just walls, don't you? Metal. Oh yeah. As I said, my <laughs> knuckles have flattened because of it. I've so many scars and stuff. I'm just it's
0: picturing you. Like I'm just picturing you as a parent going, "Would you leave the walls alone?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they never knew. They Didn't never they knew. No, I would keep it very much to myself. The only time they uh, found out that I um, maybe hit something was when I smashed a mirror
0: yeah never a good thing yeah.
2: yeah yeah i I couldn't get away with that, and I did lie, <laughs> so I said that my little sister threw her er, when she was two oh God is she watching now I said she threw the doll and it hit the mirror and smashed it
0: oh and, yeah uh, that's what you said. that's like, what young, okay. yeah that's what younger siblings they, are for
2: yeah I know, but then it, like later on uh because we had had an argument the night before later on they were like that didn't
0: happen did it i was like no yeah 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 no <laughs> so I, I never
1: i never
0: i don't think i ever like i'm trying to think what did i i remember i used to go to bed crying i go to bed crying i was in bits i couldn't handle my head was too much i remember yeah, my head yeah I'd, i like at 13 years of age my head just started going uh like this and i was like i was going around to people going there's something going on in my head. I don't know what it is. Can someone help me? And people are like, I haven't a fucking clue. You're weird anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's just you. Um, That's just you.
0: And I was like, it's getting faster and faster. And I couldn't slow it down. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but
2: again, you just put it down to, like, for me, hormones, especially at that age, you're a mm. female at that age. Um, your hormones, 12, 13. That's what it was put down to.
0: Yeah, um,
2: yeah. Or attention seeking was a big one as well. Yeah. And um, someone asking for advice on dealing with low mood. And um, this is one I'm beginning to get better at.
0: Low mood. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. I get them. I get them every few weeks. I will probably have a really low day. Um. That's, and
0: that's normal. That's cycling.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine are like really low. Like uh, top of ice cream of and
0: fucking. And- Bridget Jones diary job
2: well not Bridget Jones more like true crime but (laughs) murder (laughs) (laughs) but I think for me I have kind of come to a point where like I'm like okay I'm having a low day today and that's okay I don't put pressure on myself to complete the goals that I would complete other days Mm. and you know like I need to upload today I need to reply to people today I just literally go I'm not replying to anyone today, I'm not going on social media. Um, I'll let them know and I'll say I'm having a bad day, and that's what I did a few days ago. And I just like I accept that I'm having a low day, yeah. And I will probably tell the people around me, like, I'm having a low day, and like I know I'll be fine probably the next day, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So I usually am because it's dysregulation, mm, mm. but um, like I'll get like really bad thoughts and stuff, and um, I'm just like, okay, you know, at this point, like. I I know they're not real, and that it'll go. That I'm just having intrusive thoughts, and that um my low mood's gonna go. And I suppose I did go through like depressive episode before for months. So that's different yeah. to like just a low mood. I will say depressive episodes, but um uh yeah, well, for that... me low mood anyway.
0: That's what I do. I accept it, and I let myself just be kind to myself. Yeah, like when I get alone, like I cycle now once a month, which I call it cycling once a month. And again, I look forward to it in a weird way because every time I come out of a cycle, I learn something new, and there's some Mm -hmm. some sort of going. Geez, I never knew that before. Or I I get so much down down with my not down as in literally down, but I get so deep into my head and. But when I come out of it, I know more. But when I'm going through the cycle, I will consume... A, so for the person who's listening, huge amounts of uh, fiber. You're vegan, so you know that when you eat, I consume... Like, I do a four-week plan. I devised a four-week plan. That's It's on my podcast. I didn't devise it. Someone said to me, how well do you cope and why do you cope? And I had to sit down and think, what do I do? And I actually... I consume about 20 different plants every day. And that's what I was saying earlier on. I'm not vegan, vegetarian or any. I don't resonate. If eating a cow made me feel better, I'd kill it myself and eat it. So I'm not like vegan for moral issues. I will eat huge amounts of plants because when you put all the plants into your gut, the bacteria convert it to serotonin. Mm-hmm and later on in the day they'll convert the serotonin into melatonin so i feel happy i'm up around half five every morning and i go to bed around 10 and i'm happy all day long yeah so when i'm having a low day it's all comedies so i have Mm -hmm. all i don't have them lined up but at the same token i'm respectful your
2: bots of low days (laughs) yeah
0: i'm having a low day will you leave me alone and leave me fucking ice cream alone will you (laughs)
2: That's me. I, I'm like my partner. I'm like, please bring me chocolate <laughs> or yeah,
0: like yeah, yeah. hazelnut and cocoa. I will just eat a jar of that. Right. Okay. No, I I've I made comedies. I, you know, I go up and lie in the bed or whatever. But I'll definitely have a smoothie with lots of seeds and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: I have a comment here. Um, vegan people need to understand they need protein, which kind of does not give you
0: um, so all yeah. I'll
2: say is that it's the most <clears throat> basic information that people
0: have Well I'm not I'm not, not into I'm diets. not vegan, right? I'm not vegetarian. So rice and beans make up complete proteins because rice has yeah. uh, from 4 to 9 and beans have from 1 to 7, something like that. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. whole grain brown bread
2: of nutritional yeast. Yeah. You'll get your B5. You get your B12s. B
0: um, whole, like you have your whole grain brown bread and peanut butter makes up. A, you need nine amino acids to make a complete protein. The other 11 proteins are made through the body. There's nine amino acids that you get from food. All meat has nine amino acids. If you don't eat meat, as you don't, you get your nine amino acids by combining different foods. If you had a spoonful of peanut butter at 8 o'clock in the morning and a slice of whole grain brown bread at 6 o'clock in the evening... You're going to get a complete protein that day because it works with the circadian rhythm. So mm-hmm. it doesn't. You don't even have to eat them foods at the same time. So long as you eat them in a in one day. So complete, yeah. I'm not vegetarian. I would make about two vegan meals a week where there's just nothing but plants, because yeah. I'm able to do it. So to <clears throat> Absolutely. The only reason I'm looking up the carnivore diet is so I have knowledge on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it and I'm going to see what it does because then I can say, well, this is what it did for me. But I can make a, I mean, not only can you get complete proteins, every meal I make, right, I was doing them for, you know, for years and I was adding them up. I was hitting 30 grams of protein for each meal Mm -hmm. without meat. So,
2: it's it's so easy to do. It's unnaturally easy.
0: It's unnaturally easy. And I'm not vegetarian or vegan.
2: Humans started to eat meat 2.6 million years ago. you think evolution would take its course on the body. So, when humans, I will say, were eating meat 2.6 million years ago, they were not eating it three times a day. No. You know, and like, as well. So, if you... Like I'm not even going to get into it. We're going to be here all night. (laughs) I know. Oh, go
0: on, get into it.
2: (laughs) This always comes from. It always comes from. Like, first of all, I don't go around. Do you get enough protein? I don't care if you get enough protein or that's up to you. You know, like why? It's just when you say that, like you're veggie or vegan, people are like, "Oh, but where do you get your protein?" Do you ask everybody else that? Do you ask all the obese people
1: in America
0: <clears throat> who eat meat, where do they get their protein? Well, I think, you know, like, if- like anything in life, I always look at everybody like they're trying to entice you into a show on, in London or the New, New York Broadway. And you always have to, will I enter into this show? If someone says to me, um, where do you get your protein? Rice and beans, oh, wow. blah, blah, blah. But at the same token, they don't care they're only saying it to catch you out like to draw you in you know
2: yeah or like even yeah but anyway um it always comes from people who uh don't actually know much about diets to be honest about actually getting nutrition stuff yeah yeah um but i will
1: i will
0: why is it frozen hello
2: oh yeah sorry you froze there oh um gyms are coming back on monday so i always let myself eat more food then and um that's just because i'm weird and uh have issues around food but Mm. for people who are watching who've got issues around food i will say just make sure you're having vitamins um like it's it's the best you can do until you can get over the the um difficulty of food um because uh yeah like i know myself like i would love to be eating properly again mm. but I just I'm struggling with it so um I've spoken to a dietitian and stuff and um just try and take as much vitamins as you can I take like nine different ones a day yeah, to try and yeah. somewhat yeah to try and somewhat make up for the lack of food I'm having because I'm my body has definitely felt the um, malnutrition. so um yeah someone's asking the name of your podcast and speaking of food I do need to go and eat my dinner yeah um Um, with my partner soon yeah
0: You,
2: me and bpd right it's
0: you me and bpd yeah
2: yeah so you me and bpd um sean how do you say your surname is it
0: keys keys yeah k-e-y-e-s yeah yeah k-e-y-e-s yeah um
2: would you not take a food supplement people are so concerned about my diet
0: (laughs) just eat food just fucking make a smoothie i have a list actually (laughs) i give you a list of foods. I do I do give a list of food to people and I do say to them, uh, here's the list of food, go and eat and, and keep going until you get to 20 a day, right? So start mm-hmm. off, some people are at three and I go eat three and then tomorrow I eat six and the next day nine, 12, 15, 18, 20. And when you get to 20 a day, you're done. And the yeah. amount of people that I've done it with and it works because it's food. Mm-hmm. It's just food.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, what I another question is why I'm taking vitamins instead of food supplement. It's because it's down to calories. So I have an issue with calories and consuming mm. too much calories, and I restrict them. Well, if so you if you have
0: I an go. issue if you have an issue with calories, eat an awful lot more uh, plants, as you're vegan anyway. But at the same token, yeah, yeah. the stomach works off mass. So if you want to fill, you have to fill the stomach. As I say to people that are chatting to me, if you want to lose weight, eat more food. But you have to eat the food that's correct for you. In other words, lots of fucking vegetables because they will fill your stomach. And then I eat a lot of fibres as well. Your ashwagandha, inulin, potato flour, um, psyllium husk, you know, um, glucocomin. It actually expands in your stomach and fills your stomach. Because I'm a binge eater. I would eat... A small child full of chocolate that size, I love to binge, mm. and I'm off sweets a month, so I'm figuring out how to not eat sweets and it's a nightmare so um it's my new challenge, but if you want to fill know. your stomach, you fill it with fibers, and all the plants have fibers in them, and that's how your stomach gets registered as full you can't fill mm. you can't fill your stomach with like cookies because they don't fill it they'll yeah, give you the no. calories. Yeah, but they won't fill your stomach, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Empty calories. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I can hear pots going on. Yeah,
0: I'm going to look. This has been great. Uh, We should do it again. We've
2: gone into food. Yeah, we'll definitely talk again. And um, maybe, because I know it was quite quick today, but maybe I'll be able to. announced on my on my social medias yeah, that uh, yeah. we're doing it so maybe next time there'll be more people on live and whatnot yeah um but thanks for having me 100 thanks
1: very much
0: for coming on and thanks for having me this is kind of like a dual thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know there's like so many things yeah, going yeah, on yeah um but yeah um good luck with the bpd
0: yeah and you too and, and enjoy your meal
2: absolutely okay <laughs> bye-bye
0: sure we'll
1: talk again okay thanks million, sean bye bye-bye